Welcome to The Weird Show. This is Russell Dowden, your host right here on iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is my introductory show for The Weird Show right here on the Paranormal Podcast Network with Coast to Coast AM. And I am Russell Dowden. Who is Russell Dowden? Well, I used to publish Weird Magazine right here in my hometown of Austin, Texas. I hosted Weird Radio for a number of years. I published over 101 issues of Weird Magazine here in the Lone Star State, covering many paranormal topics from rock and roll to paranormal largely conspiracies, UFO disclosure, uh, hauntings, paranormal... uh, And I've interviewed a lot of people over the years in this space and had a lot of guests on my previous uh, programs. Well, to mention some, I mean, we had Staten Friedman, Jim Mars, uh, Giorgio Seculos from Ancient Aliens been on the show, uh, Alex Jones from Austin's InfoWars, David Icke, Richard Serrett of The Conspiracy Show, and occasionally host of the Coast to Coast AM shows, Heidi Hollis as well. Uh, we've interviewed lots of people, though, over the years with the magazines and the radio shows I've done for hosting Weird Radio. We did 101 issues of Weird Magazine before we ultimately were hired to create InfoWars Magazine for Alex. Uh, Alex was a, a colleague of mine in talk radio here in Austin, and he knew I was doing uh, the magazines for many years. and. We ended up uh, doing about 101 of the weirds from 02 to 2012 and then worked with Alex there for a couple of years on getting that InfoWars magazine out for him and his radio broadcasts. But I've been in the radio and media business for, gosh, 25 years. I started out as a radio sales executive selling advertising in the mid-90s and was always very interested in the paranormal and the UFO phenomena, I guess. We've always had a deep interest and curiosity for all of that. And so growing up in the media business, selling advertising and radio and print media, it was a natural evolution for me to kind of end up, I had the opportunity working in radio stations to to be on the radio occasionally. And so once I got into a chance to speak into the microphone and voice uh, sports news talk, music. That eventually led to me doing some of my own um, radio interests with Paranormal. And I had a a show that we did in the the late 90s after working in radio numerous years. I had a organization called Set Lab. And that actually harkens back to Coast to Coast AM. And I'll get into that a little later. But uh, there is a, a Kind of a legacy story there with Set Labs. Set Lab was an organization that my friend Sonny Solis and I started in the 90s, mid 90s, and that was called uh, Studies of Extraterrestrial Life and Answers from Beyond. And the website was setlab.org. It was actually a UFO report reporting website. And so Set Lab was um, kind of a, a our organization to learn and and study up on all things paranormal. And um, Sonny and I. You know, we at back in those days, you know, we, we would we would interview the guys out in Roswell. I know we went out to Roswell to meet with Max Littell and Walter Hott, Glenn Dennis, they're the all the founders of the International UFO Museum and Research Center. Also had on um, reached out and spoke a few numbers times there with um, Francis Barwood at the Phoenix Light Sighting. You guys remember that in March of ninety seven. Spoke with the city councilwoman and um about 
uh, that sighting that was big over there in that time. So Set Lab was a lot of fun, and we got a chance to kind of really get our feet wet and really just get you know knee-deep right into the ufology circles in those days. And so that led to us producing a, a radio show on a KMBH radio in 1999. I actually uh, got a, a, on a public radio. My first radio show was on a, a public broadcasting NPR affiliate down in South Texas. And that fall of 99, we got to get our first show on on a Halloween night. It was a, a Halloween evening was my first show. And it, and it followed the Orson Welles broadcast of uh, that was uh, the 1938 Orson Welles broadcast of War of the Worlds radio drama. The War, War of the Worlds, as you know, was a, a radio drama, the anthology there that was put on by Mercury Theater. And um, it was air-directed and narrated by actor and, and future filmmaker, of course, Orson Welles. And that's just the adaptation there of H.G. Welles' novel, War of, the, War of the Worlds. But what a cool omen. For my show to start, my very first paranormal show aired right after that Orson Welles broadcast, classic broadcast, and that was October thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, and that was the that was the, my first paranormal show, and a lot of fun with that. We a lot of different guests would come on, like remember, like Ken Eaglefeather was on, uh, Courtney Brown from the Farsight Institute. We had some pretty pretty cool names on the program. Uh, back in those days, uh, gosh, I was trying to think of a couple of others, but that's how I got started in all of this, and and it, and it led to other radio shows that we did, and we had David Icke on, got to produce uh, another program on GCN Radio Network, and and that was a lot of fun. So we used to used to get into the uh, paranormal on all, all aspects of of things, from you know hauntings to uh, ufos to alien abduction research we had on uh, constance clear was a friend of mine from san antonio um, many years ago did research on this david jacobs was on the program many years ago but we would have on anybody and we were very unique in that we were on a public uh, public radio forum so media was covering our show actually because it was on public radio and NPR affiliates. So having that show, that first show being on NPR was very unique at that time. Like I said, um, James Oberg was on from former NASA consultant from Houston, um, Nick Redfern, Stanton Friedman was on many times on the program. Jim Mars eventually would be on many, many times. So we had the um, distinct pleasure of being on an NPR station, which was really cool because that station got a lot of media coverage for having us on that show. So really special kudos to a friend, uh, Chris Maley, for, for allowing us the opportunity to uh, do that. I would have, end up later doing the show eventually on the GCN radio net, home for Mr. Alex Jones. And by the summer of 2000, I was on the radio over there at GCN. And, and that was a lot of fun. I got to, I would get to plug my, sometimes I would plug my show on Alex's show, hey, tune in this Saturday with David Ike on Set Lab Chat from three to five p.m. Saturday, and so I would get to come on there and and do things like that and, and introduce the show through the Alex Jones show. I would kind of sneak in and get a plug, and he would let me do that a few times, and so that that was a lot of fun. And 
So we really like this opportunity with the Coast to Coast AM listening audience because there's a, there's a, we'll, we'll talk about that in, here in a little bit on the other side of a, a break, but we, we do have um, a connection back to Coast to Coast. We grew up heavily influenced in art, by Art Bell, um, even Jeff Rentz. Um, but, uh, Alex Jones was younger than he's a year or two younger than I am, but he was already on the air in a big way in the early 2000s. And so just big fans of, uh, of talk radio. And we've been hosting anything from news talk to sports to rock and roll music in my career as a media guy. So I've been in this space for a long time and, and had the opportunity to probably produce about 13 shows over the years. And um, a lot of fun. Very, I got bit by the radio bug, I guess, once when I was uh, uh, in my early 20s, I suppose, and um, have, have still continued to be in radio and magazine publishing uh, all these years later. Just celebrated 20 years of publishing uh, my own brand of magazines uh, here in my hometown of Austin, Texas. So we currently do not publish Weird anymore, but I would like to bring Weird Magazine back because I'm interested in the paranormal. There's so many folks doing paranormal podcasts now, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to, to get back on doing one of these, and I think it's going to be an exciting, fun time. And whether I have the home opportunity here on, on this network or just doing it myself again out there, I think it's going to be a fun opportunity either way and here is a little promo for what you can expect on the weird show check this out enter the rabbit hole of paranormal and conspiracy as we explore the dark web of alternative science technology and the paranormal this fast moving unexpected journey of total weirdness will blow your mind and expand your consciousness the weird show with russell dowden former publisher of weird magazine give you a weekly update on news about UFOs, disclosure, and secret space programs. Are we alone in the universe? He doesn't think so. And neither will you after a few listens of our weekly podcast. Tune in to monthly featured segments like The Dark Vault, Paranoid America, and Project Set Lab. Only on The Weird Show. Now, live from an undisclosed location, fortified with cheese whiz and crackers, the man dressed in black, wearing the tin hat made of aluminum foil, your host, Russell Dowden. All right, there you have it. That is a cool little promo that we just put together for the weird show as we get ready to bring these back to the podcast airwaves and we used to do the weird show about 10 years ago while i was doing weird magazine i would do a podcast video podcast about 10 or 11 years ago which was kind of ahead of its time so everybody's doing that nowadays but um very exciting about the new opportunity here and uh we'll talk a little more about my background here after this first segment up next is a little commercial break and we'll come back after this i am russell dowden from Weird Magazine Lore and Weird Radio, and this is The Weird Show on the iHeart Media and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be back after this.
I welcome back to the Weird Show. I'm Russell Dowden. You're listening to the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm Russell Dowden, publisher of Weird Magazine and host of The Weird Show. We can find my websites online at theweirdshow.tv. That's right, theweirdshow.tv. And you can check out uh, the Weird Magazine YouTube channel. I do uh, some of the podcasts that I did before or uh, are on the YouTube channel there. But uh, this is our introductory show. We are glad to have the opportunity with this platform and introduce the Weird Show to the Paranormal Podcast Network of Coast to Coast and iHeartMedia. So this is a lot of fun. We're kind of giving our introduction show here. And, and my background in publishing as publisher of the weird magazines that I did and and I eventually did publish InfoWars magazine for Alex Jones here in Austin and spent some time there. But I have been publishing my own brand of magazines now for a good t- about 20 years now. And so just giving a little background on myself as this is our premier show of the weird show and Going back as where we were was around 99 to 2000 when I got started, you know, I did a radio, we did some television from time to time. I did a pilot called Way Out There by a director and producer, creative director Jeff Grimshaw up at American Ingenuity Media and TV News. Grimshaw was a former managing partner at Turner Broadcasting, and he actually produced a Saturday series of monster movies on TBS back in the 80s that was hosted by none other than Al Lewis of Grandpa Mumsters uh, fame. I don't know if you guys remember, but the I do remember this show, the TBS Super Scary Sundays. And in 1987, I believe, to 86, 87, 88, uh, uh, Al Lewis hosted these shows that were produced by Jeff Grimshaw. Jeff reached out to us. And those shows used to be things like monster movies, like Creature from the Black Lagoon and Godzilla, King of the Monsters, starring Raymond Burr. These were some of the programs that uh, they would air with um, uh, the very late, great uh, Al Lewis, a uh, uh, talented actor you might remember him as grandpa the monster series billed as the tonight show of the paranormal way out there was uh, not picked up by the sci-fi network back in 99 or 2000 I, I'm, I'm a seeker you guys any any of you guys that are into this kind of space if you're into these podcasts you know the 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 curiosity the 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 curious and i think that you know, guys like us that host these programs or produce publications like I have, you, you, we're kind of a seeker type. Anyway, I got to tell you guys on the Art Bill broadcast, January 26, 2000, this is kind of an origin story that kind of relates back to the uh, this, this network and this opportunity. It's very serendipitous in a lot of ways, uh, honestly. You know, we used to listen to Art Bill in the 90s and Set Lab. Dot org once we crashed the Coast to Coast AM websites. This is true. Back then, webmaster Keith Rowland had been running the Coast to Coast AM website. The photo gallery of setlab.org was always very interesting. We'd always gotten a lot of sightings. Uh, people would submit photography. Uh, one time we got a really interesting image that we sought out the help from the Coast to Coast AM listeners. So I sent Art Bell a fax. Later that evening, maybe about 8 or 9 o'clock, 
several hours before the show kicked off, Art Bell calls me. He has got that voice of God, and he, <laughs> Russell, it's Art Bell. Um, and he goes on to tell me that he's received our facts, and he t- says that, hey, we're going to air this image that you have submitted to us from the SetLab website, and we want to talk about it for a bit. Do Would you like us to take the image and post it on our site, or would you like the traffic to come to your site, and we'll just link it to you guys? But I have to warn you, there's going to be a lot of traffic so, you know, be prepared, you know, that your servers are, are ready for this kind of traffic, because I'm telling you, it's going to inundate. So this Art Bell warned me about this. I says, no, Art, we want the traffic. Leave it on our site. And so that's what we did. We just had the link. So he, he posts the link with via Keith Rowland. And <laughs> we've got a new alien image, folks. Art tells the listeners of Coast to Coast AM. January 26, 2000, then he goes on to tell folks to tune in, go check out the page, coasttocoastam.com. You go, you check out the photo, and he goes on to talk about our facts. And and the story that we reported was that uh, someone submitted a photo of what was said to be a alien creature taken on the board of a naval U.S. naval vessel and the captivity of the United States Navy. And this photo was uh, pretty crazy. It was really co- colorful. It, it's still out there. Search uh, J-Rod Alien. Uh, it kind of came out later on on UFO Magazine's cover of the 2004 cover. If you hear that broadcast, if you, can, if you have access to that old show, listen to that. Because we the, the Set Lab site stayed up. Our photo links page and our photo gallery stayed quite functional. And Coast to Coast AM site actually crashed that night. And Art warned us that our site might crash. But he's, in fact, uh, they had to, took them a little while to reset their servers and all of that. But it was, uh, that was a real honor to be mentioned on the show with, uh, with Art Bell. That photo, though, would later end up on the cover of UFO Magazine in 2004 when Bill Burns, the publisher of UFO magazine. Uh, I wrote a piece called Aliens, Pandemonium, and Swamp Ghast, uh, which that article is now on theweirdshow.tv, by the way. I have that on our site. But thing we actually found out that that was a prop for a broadcast f- hosted by Leonard Nimoy. That alien was actually <laughs> later, we, we actually found out it was produced by a team from fxmasters.com. So we and and it was through the help of the Coast to Coast AM listeners and viewers of the website that we broke that story. We got about a thousand emails that came in, flooded in over the next week or two, and one of them was from a group in California. A guy said that he was a special effects artist, and he sure enough sent me images of this little gray alien um, doll <laughs> playing poker with the effects crew. And so that was uh, <laughs> the whole UFO magazine story. I had to break that story out there and disappoint the guys who were claiming that was a, another image as we broke that earlier a few years before. But look that up on the website, uh, Aliens, Pandemonium, and Swamp Gas. I think you guys will, will, will dig that. It was a really cool article I wrote to kind of explain uh, that alien image that we had on the cover of the 2004 UFO magazine. I'm Russell Dowden. You're listening to The Weird Show on iHeartRadio 
and the Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be back after this. Show. I'm Russell Dowden, publisher for Weird Magazine. And welcome back to The Weird Show right here on iHeartRadio and the Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is our premiere show. as our introductory show, and I'm kind of going over a little bit of history about, well, about my, my background in paranormal. Again, I published Weird Magazine for... Oh, about 14, 15 years. Um, eventually ended up publishing InfoWars magazine for Alex Jones and spent some time there. I am from Austin, Texas. And uh, my Set Lab radio program, Set Lab Chat, did air on GCN Radio Network. And that was kind of how I kind of ended up. I used to call in on the Alex Jones show on Fridays. When my show started, it was a Saturday show that aired from 4 to 6 p.m. covering paranormal and conspiracy topics. And my first guest on that show that summer of 2000, I believe, was none other than David Icke. That show was on about 16 stations across the United States. And we were on from up north, west coast, as far as uh, you know, Salem, Oregon, down to Louisiana and Pensacola, Florida. It was great to have the open phone lines and take calls in the second half of that second hour and, you know, with those weekly guests. But, you know, we had on that show, we had people like Peter Davenport from the National UFO Reporting Center to attorney Peter Gersten of Citizens Against UFO Secrecy or Cause. But UFO disclosure was always a big focal point for me on, on those broadcasts. And I would call in on the Alex Jones show on Fridays and call into the show and I would say, Hey, I just wanted to remind your listeners to tune in Saturday here on GCN and you would be on, uh, you, you know, you could hear my program. I'll have David Icke on the week, this weekend. So I would plug my show a few times on Alex's show and I always thought that was fun and he would let me do it. And I don't know, maybe did it a few times, but that was kind of my introduction to Alex. So while I was hosting that on GCN, I would often find myself with a co-host, which would be Sonny, my co-founder of Set Lab, or it would be Heidi Hollis of UFO2U.com. I would allow Heidi to come on, and she had a real lighthearted, jovial take on the paranormal. And, and I was always uh, entertained by her. She had a very inquisitive, uh, bubbly presence on the radio shows with me. And Heidi is, you know, host the Dark Becomes Light program here on iHeartRadio and, and the Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. So she's been doing these podcasts already for some time. So I'd like to think I actually helped Heidi garner some of her interest in radio way back then. 
she's uh, done very good and, and does a great job here on the on the podcast network. So uh, get a chance to check out Dark Becomes Light. That's Heidi's program. But you know, later we would do. Um, I did some. I got involved with this UFO conference and the 37th annual National UFO Conference um, while I was doing that program, and we. Had Stanton Friedman on, Ed Fouché, Jim Mosley, Constance Killier. This was hosted by Doris Upchurch and Corpus that year, and um, I, she was the MUFON head there at MUFON. But um, many of those speakers were on my program on that Saturday, and it was there that I would actually meet Miles Lewis, who was hosting the upcoming 2001 38th Annual National UFO Conference being held there in my hometown of Austin. And, and um, that was actually at the original Alamo Draft House the following September. That led to me kind of getting into the publishing of the paranormal in a lot of ways. In 2001, I was working for CBS in Austin, and I was in there checking faxes one day. And in that summer, I got a fax that came in, and I just noticed it came in for programming. It was from Simon Schuster offering their author, Jim Mars, to be interviewed by anyone who was interested. His new book, Rule by Secrecy, was just coming out. That was the hidden history that connects the Trilateral Commission and the Freemasons along with the Great Pyramids. That that book had just come out, and so I interviewed Jim Mars that summer, and um, my, my friend Miles Lewis and, and Sam, Cyborg Sam, Alexander and I discussed producing a program booklet for that UFO conference. And that conference that was going to be at the Alamo Draft House, we, we actually started selling ad space and gathering content for the speakers. Some of the speakers we had lined up for that September was, was Robert Anton Wilson, Jenny Randalls from the UK, uh, uh, Lauren Coleman, the, the cryptozoologist, uh, Ken Thomas. These were all guys that were slated to be a part of the program. And and the speakers, those were the speakers that, that Smiles Lewis was working working up for that, that that September. And the book that we produced ended up becoming a blueprint for me as a magazine publisher. But had the event actually occurred, you know, it was scheduled for the 13th, 14th, and 15th of 01 that weekend. And it did not take place due to September 11th and, and the, the events that, that occurred there. It was really out of that uh, non-event happening that I started to publish a conspiracy, paranormal, parapolitical tabloid reader. That time in March of '02, we gave birth to the Austin Para Times, not your normal news. And so my, my friend Smiles Lewis from the Austin MUFON chapter would become the editor for that publication, actually. Our friend Cyborg Sam and I sold the display ads, and we kind of got the had graphic designers, and we built up the publication. It was a cool little tabloid, and not long after, you know, Alex Jones articles and other Infowars content started gracing the pages of the Austin Parrot Times, and I remember Alex would even show the magazines on his public access show, toting the magazines on camera, promoting um, our coverage of his alternative news, so... That was something that I remember he, he, he would do, and he would show that, hey, these guys have got alternative media here. They're covering some of our articles on Infowars. So that was kind of how we got reintroduced, and that would, uh, interestingly, that would, you know, that would play out later in 2012 when I, when I 
ended up going over there and, and working for Alex and starting InfoWars magazine for him. So uh, that was a really serendipitous experience because uh, we would print his articles and then lo and behold, we would we would later end up publishing InfoWars. So it was very, very serendipitous. But I'm Russell Dowden. You're listening to The Weird Show on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be back on the other side with more of The Weird Show. Welcome back. I'm Russell Dowd, and you're listening to The Weird Show on iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your guide through this fast-moving, unexpected journey of total weirdness that we do call The Weird Show. And this is our introductory program. I'm just kind of giving you guys a little background on Russell Dowden and my publishing career. I've published... Weird Magazine for many years there from 2002 to 2012, where ultimately I ended up publishing InfoWars Magazine for Alex Jones around that time. Did that for a couple of years and went on to rock and roll as I started publishing Rockstar Magazine here in Austin in 2013, 2014. And I'm still very interested in the paranormal and I've been a student of this space for, gosh, probably 25 years now going back to the early mid you know mid 90s and so this is a exciting opportunity to have the this platform but um we uh we've done the weird show i've hosted weird radio actually uh, various incarnations of the program has been uh, weird radio i produced weird radio on uh, iHeartRadio, which actually was was then Clear Channel in 08, 09 when I had the program over there. Anyway, I ended up, you know, spending a romantic time there at InfoWars Magazine, kicking that magazine off the ground for Alex Jones. Got to host the Alex Jones show. My guests, I think, who did I interview back then when I was doing those? I remember, oh, Joel Gilbert was on with Dreams of My Real Father. Gosh, that was all kind of around the election time of the year when I had that was on those shows. So I had Philip J. Berg on the birther law lawyer who was kind of getting the Obama birth certificate stuff. But I got to host that program a few times and, you know, I was hired then to execute the InfoWars magazine for, for InfoWars. So I had, a, I had had that background with the previous radio programs some years before, you know, calling into those shows. So kind of, you know, Mr. Conspiracy and I knew one another. And, and uh, you know, we used to print those articles uh, in Weird Magazine. So it was very serendipitous. Um, and people say, you know, what's in the water, Russell, in Austin? You guys got, 
you know, the Richard Linklater slacker, you know, you've got, I don't know if it's the, you know, it's just the, there's often a very weird, quirky counterculture that exists in Austin, Texas. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of folks on public access in the the early nine, mid nineties that were talking about the, these types of subject matters. Uh, uh, you saw a lot of that in the post Waco era here in Texas, you had uh, the Oklahoma City uh, not long after that. Uh, then, of course, there was the the the, the first World Trade Center attacks. Uh, there was a, a weird time there. It was a lot of crazy things happening in the 90s, early 90s particularly. And so a lot of folks were talking about that kind of stuff. Conspiracies were very popular on the public access television Back in the 90s. And so I've swam in the waters of paranormal and conspiracy for 23 or 4 or 5 years now. And and being in the media business, you know, I've interviewed hundreds of guests, published more than 200 magazines in the 20 plus years I've been doing magazines. And so I've been inside the, the doors of Infowars. I've worked in the halls of corporate broadcasting from CBS to Clear Channel. So I have a, a... uh, you know, I've had a, a, a really interesting journey in broadcasting and media and, and, and as a professional um, pub magazine publisher and an advertising executive, that's been my space. But I've always had this this fascination for the paranormal. And one of the things I really like to, you know, cover is, is that whole disclosure movement. I think that that's a big uh, hot button. I know George covers those topics a lot on coast to coast am i think it's a very popular thing with the topics going on it's it's isn't it interesting how the ufo phenomenon now is called the uav phenomena or unmanned aerial vehicle they're it's like they're rebranding the name of it it's like they're getting us ready for some kind of preeminent uh, version of disclosure and and, and jim mars used to tell me, you know, that this was coming and this was a 40 year, 50 year plan, Russell, we're going to have the meat until then we're going to keep getting the metered release of information as, uh, as the late Jim Mars used to, used to tell me often. And so I, I'm really fascinated by the whole disclosure movement. You know, I'd love to get Stephen Greer on. I have never interviewed Stephen Greer. I think he would be a great guest though. I'd love to very familiar with his work going back to the earliest memories of Stephen Greer I have was the Rachel Nevada broadcast with Larry King live from the desert that featured uh, gosh that was Stan Friedman, Stanton Friedman uh, that's where I first remember Stephen Greer was from the Larry King broadcast live from the desert that was huge in 93 or 4 uh, when that came out uh, but future shows on the weird show what can you expect what can you expect from the weird show here I'm looking at to interview a possible interview with Lynn Caston, author of Dark Fleet and the Serpo book. He and Michael Sala, and Michael Sala's got a series of secret space program books, and both of them would be great guests to maybe have uh, one on one hour, one on the second hour, but they really tie in the secret space program topic together really well. I don't know if Michael Sala is familiar with Lynn Caston, or if the two of them even know of each other's work, I'm pretty sure Lynn knows of, of Michael Sala's work. Michael's been on my programs before. Michael, of course, over at exopolitics.org. 
you know, I've heard other younger podcast generations interview the likes of Lynn Caston and Michael Sala, and it's funny to hear some of these younger guys, or, or even, uh, you know, they're just not as, as informed on the subject as, as I have been. And so uh, it's just interesting when you hear some of the younger generation um, interview some of these guys because uh, they they just uh, get their heads get blown off. And, and my head was blown off in 94. <laughs> so so uh, it's not blowing my head off. Um, but uh, no, I think it's a, a, a really cool that the younger generation is, is doing some of these, uh, you know, primetime podcasts and you start to see the UFO research still stay there by a younger generation. It's really cool to, to see the, the a younger generation come in and, and take the lead on some of that. But but has some of the prime time of UFO research era come and gone, though? So that's, uh, I don't know, we need to make sure these younger guys keep, uh, keep the torch going. So um, uh, as a Generation X guy, it's, uh, you know, it's cool to, to keep this topic going and, and keep, a, keep, a, keep an interest in it. But some of the topics I'd like to keep going here on the the, the weird show is those secret space programs. You know, as Trump created the official space force in 2019, and I think that's a hot topic to cover. People, you know, often the, the moon. Did we go to the moon? What do you think? Did we really go to the moon? Did we did we not go to the moon? Did we go to the moon? And what we saw on the moon a, was it a broadcast of sorts that we prepared <laughs> some people think and believe that uh, by what means did we actually go to the moon was it a rocket propelled way or was it some kind of anti-gravitic way i think that's a a very interesting plausible uh, thing to think about what do you think some people think that stanley kubrick directed the moon landing tv broadcast and then it was just to give us the slight edge in the space race over the russians if you recall and uh, yeah, actually, there's a documentary film out that was called Room 237, I think. I think that was like 2010 or 12 documentary film, Room 237. That was directed by Rodney Asher. Uh, he talks about the imperfections in the Stanley Kubrick film, The Shining. Uh, I don't know if you got, you know, the sweater. And little Danny with the Apollo 11 sweater, and he kind of stands up and rises as the launch of the of the <laughs> rocket. the The sweater's kind of torn, and then you know, there he, then he, he doesn't speak anymore after that. Uh, so there's a lot of metaphors uh, that people allege in the in the and and espouse through the Shining film with Stanley Kubrick. Also, the method of back projection technique. That was in 2001, the uh, Space Odyssey. That is, uh, it's believed that the back projection technique was used in the filming of the moon landings uh, as well. So, so that's uh, an interesting. I always think that's a great topic. I had on Bart Sebral on the show once. Uh, he did the directed the film. A funny thing happened on the way to the moon. Bart Sebral's film. Uh, Bart, of course, known for being punched by Buzz Aldrin. Asking Buzz to sign, to put his hand on the Bible and say uh, that he didn't go to the moon. So uh, he, he, I don't know if that worked out well. He ended up getting punched a few times. But um, 
that's a very hot topic. I like that. I like that the, the moon stuff is very, very hot uh, a topic to, to cover. And we can do that from time to time here on The Weird Show. Anyone ever heard of the Lone Gunman series produced by Chris Carter from The X-Files? Dean Haglin from The X-Files has been on my programs before. And Dean once came on to talk about the pilot episode of, and how that Lone Gunman episode featured a plane that was going to hit the World Trade Center and that was a very interesting episode with Dean Haglin from Langley from the from the the Lone Gunman series uh, but Dean on the program in the past it is the weird show I'm Russell Dowden we will be back we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with more of The Weird Show on the iHeart Media and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to The Weird Show. This is Russell Dowden, your guide through this fast-moving, unexpected journey of total weirdness that we call The Weird Show, right here on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm Russell, the former, the publisher, well, publisher of Weird Magazine, and uh, the website is theweirdshow.tv, and this is our premiere show. I am doing an introductory show about my background in paranormal and uh, publishing setlab.org for many years and then later Weird Magazine and, and Weird Radio. And so uh, we've just been doing an introductory show. So how many of you know about the Brookings Institute paper? The Brookings Institute paper is... Uh, often ref referred as the Brookings Institute paper because it was so, the name of the study was in, done in 1960 for NASA. And what was it, what was it called? The Proposed Studies, the Proposed Studies on the Implications of Peaceful Space Activities for Human Affairs. And this was so long of a report done for NASA in 1960 that it's just often called the Brookings Institute paper. Um, so this is something, uh, uh, kind of a early, early disclosure paper that is often talked about in the circles of academia, but also in the UFO and ufology circles. It, it's one of the oldest documents lending support that the government knows about ETs and the Pentagon, you know, 
uh, in recent years classified UFOs, like I've mentioned earlier, not as UFOs anymore, but UAVs, unmanned aerial vehicles, not commenting if these are in fact extraterrestrial at all, but rather worldly, or maybe maybe they're communists. So, but the Brookings Institute's report, you know, had focused on the religion and social and economics impacts, the stock market, uh, you know, God, spiritualism, you know, the challenges facing the planet if we were as humans and humanity to know that we were not, in fact, alone in the universe. And so that was the whole basis of the proposed studies on the implications of peaceful space activities for human affairs. <sighs> the, the Brookings Institute report. So that's a, that's a good hot topic. I don't know who's really a... a expert on that, but I always like to, to, to focus on that. I've printed articles on the Brookings Institute's reports over the years, and I find that that's a, uh, that document lends credibility to the fact that there was studies done by the, a military think tank such as Brookings on a report that was uh, by the Committee on Science and Aeronautics for the U.S. House of Representatives. This was an official document kind of in, when, in the early days of NASA. So I think uh, when you read that uh, report, you'll find that they felt that the social impacts on society, whether it was, you know, through religion, economics, uh, will people get up and go to work if they think that there's ETs? I don't know. that it was a, it's, been a, it's been a concern. So... I think that's a topic that's worthy of discussion here on The Weird Show. What do you know about, what's another good topic? Um, the Georgia Guidestones. Have you ever heard of the Georgia Guidestones and these granite monuments in Georgia? They are a granite monument erected in 1980 in Elbert County, Georgia. Uh, there's 10 of these guidelines as inscribed on the structures there in Georgia. And they're like in eight different languages some are shorter messages, but they have a, they're inscribed from the top of the structure in four ancient language scripts. And these Georgia Guy Stones slabs are doing, but they're astronomically aligned. There's a capstone on top of the five slabs, often called the American Stonehenge. I think that's a good topic that we might have on. So we, we may experiment with some different types of topics on here and, and take phone calls from time to time on the weird show. You know, alien abduction phenomena, that's kind of comes and goes. You don't hear a lot about the alien abduction phenomena anymore, but it is still, uh, you know, something cool to talk about. I had on some guests like uh, Constance Clear in the old days. We've, you know, talked to David Jacobs before, you know, but the late John Mack and, and Bud Hopkins were really the authoritative on that, on that subject of the alien abduction phenomena. And so are people still being kidnapped by old, good old... E.T. out there. I do not know, but that is definitely a hot topic that we like to cover on the weird show. And, you know, and more on a, on a lighter side of things, I've, you know, I've interviewed Cheech and Chong before. I've had comedians on like Dave Attell. We've had Cat Williams on the programs before whenever there's comics. I have had some comedians where we mixed in a little bit of paranormal with some comedy from time to time. So sometimes we lighten up with those types of guests occasionally, but I have been known to do that. But but anyway, these are just some of the topics that, that we're going to have on the program. And uh, I think it's a good a good thing to experiment with with the weird show, with, with a, a variety of different topics and shows, uh, ideas. So you'll get to hear more of that 
as we banter and talk about the paranormal and uh, all things weird. As I often say, I am your guide through this fast-moving, unexpected journey of total weirdness that we call The Weird Show. Stay tuned. Next time, we'll have our guest on will be Michael Sala. And Michael's got a, a new book out talking about the secret space programs. And we'll talk to him. And until then, it's Russell with The Weird Show here on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Thanks.